I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash wa. Head sways back and forth. Brain falls out, plops on the floor. Rolls right down the stairs. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. I was looking around on Ducksters.com. Why? And I saw this piece, May in History. So I'll read a bit of it, paraphrase some of it. Okay. May has 31 days, including some big holidays. What? Cinco de Mayo, National Teacher's Day, Mother's Day, Memorial Day. May is National Bike Month. It hasn't been Bike Month since I don't know (laughs) Schwinn. The birthstone of May is the emerald, which symbolizes success and love. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. The flower of May, the lily of the valley, and the zodiac signs, Taurus, and Gemini. The month of May was named for the Greek goddess Maya, the goddess of fertility. The Romans called the month Maius. The name changed over the years. The Chinese called it the Italians. It was first called May in the 1400s, near the end of the Middle Ages. I'm a middle-aged man with a cell phone plan. May was once considered a bad luck month to get married. There's a poem that says, Marry in May and you'll rue the day. In Old English, May is called the month of three milkings. Referring to a time when the cows could be milked three times a day to their utter delight. The Indianapolis 500 car race is held each year during May. So is the Kentucky Derby. The month of May is devoted to the Virgin Mary in the Catholic Church. The United Kingdom celebrates May as National Smile Month. (laughs) 
The last week of May is Library and Information Week. May it be a good May for you. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. I think it's fair to say that most of the time, what? Pop Rocks features artists that many Wake listeners have not heard before. Pop Rocks. That, that is definitely not the case with today's episode. The Undertones formed in the city of Derry in Northern Ireland in 1974. The band initially included brothers John and Vincent O'Neill on guitar, Michael Bradley on bass, and drummer Billy Doherty. After a year or so of instrumental practices, the group decided they needed a singer if they were ever going to go anywhere. Drummer Doherty had the answer a classmate of his named Fergal Sharkey. Around the end of 1975, Sharkey joined up and gave the group the inside track on their first show at a Catholic Boy Scout hall where Sharkey was a scout leader. This is my real job, Scoutmaster Troop 55. A few weeks before that debut show, the band met with a bit of a crisis. What? Walking home from school one day, Vinnie O'Neill told bass player Bradley that he had to quit the band in order to focus more on his studies. Fortunately, there was another O'Neill waiting in the wings, younger brother Jimmy. What's up? Who already had his own guitar and amplifier. Jimmy joined the band, and they made it through the Scout Hall show in February of 1976 and many others to come, settling in as regulars at the Casbah in Derry. Off we go and push. Off we go and push. Fast forward to 1978, and the legendary and influential BBC DJ John Peel became a big fan and supporter of the band. Hello. Financing the session that produced the band's first EP, for the Good Vibrations label based in Belfast. Seymour Stein would later hear Teenage Kicks on Peel's radio show and sign the band to a five-year contract for his label, Sire Records. Unlike most episodes of Pop Rocks, I'm spoiled for choice when it comes to selecting a song by today's featured artist. Aww. I'm going with the band's second single and one of my all-time favorites. From 1979, here are The Undertones and Get Over You. Hey, what's up, listeners? It's your girl, Anna Roisman, reporting to you live from a vacation, if you can believe. I can't believe I'm even saying that word. But I'm here with and another thing. And obviously, I want to talk about travel. It's on my mind. It scared me for the last two years. I can't believe it feels like I'm lying when I say I'm on a vacation, but oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm actually on a vacation. I gotta say, there's something that I noticed that I didn't think I would feel, but I do feel this universal connection no matter where you are in the world. We all experienced this pandemic the last two years, and I feel like seeing people in masks brings us together. It's bleak. It's dark. That's who I am. 
But I do see this like, you know, sense of community. Someone cannot speak your language, have never been to where you live, but they have a mask and you know why they have a mask and it's to block out this virus that, you know, ruined the entire world. City health data shows over the last month the amount of COVID infection has increased across the city. But it's so weird to feel like we connect on this level now. Like we share this common you know, history with them. And I know we've shared other histories and we've had other, you know, things happen in our lives, good and bad. But I'm noticing that as I'm here in Italy. Can you believe I'm reporting to you live from Italy? Wow. This is a joke. I'm going to have no money when I go back. Hopefully, uh, it's fine. I'm going to eat everything I can here. So, I, you know, because I won't have any money to, to buy food when I go home. I'm just starting to accept that. Hopefully that's not the case. I'll win the lottery. Peter, what are you doing? Speaking Italian. Babbitty-boopy. But I was thinking about this earlier when I, you know, saw someone, they don't speak my language, but we both had masks and we were both kind of like, do we need a mask to go in here? Do we need a mask? And, and I felt this connection with them. And I don't know, I'm just saying, um, maybe I'll just wear my mask to make friends on vacation. Also, this is a message to tell you, listeners, yo, go out there, go on vacation, use all your money. Spend all your money. Join me in the club of, uh, oops, I went through my savings, but I went on a vacation. Anyway, I hope you're having a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. What's your name, man? My name is Danny. What's going Danny on? Danny in. Chino, Chino. Are you optimistic about the future ahead of you? Kind of, sort of. I mean, it's kind of out here right now, but you try to, you know, I'm trying you to stay positive. Oh, shit. <clears throat> you try to stay positive and optimistic Absolutely. about the future, you know? But uh, every now and again, you see, you see everything that's going on. Right, it's, it's, right. it's kind of crazy, so it's kind of hard to keep your head on straight and everything, but well, just stay positive, on, you know what I mean? How about you, man? It's good to have an optimistic outlook on life Absolutely. and where you're going. Absolutely. How do you hold on right? to that? How do you not get down when you hear all the news out there these days? Sometimes you have to just block it out, you know what I mean? And, and just, you know, stay focused on... What it is you got to do for you, you know what I mean? And don't get too caught up in all the other chaos and, and, and nonsense that's going on out here in the world. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's too much. And, and you know, it, it can really drive you crazy if you let it. So I just try to stay positive. You know, to keep me from focusing on a lot of negative, a lot of negativity. What's the, biggest, what's the biggest obstacle, the biggest hurdle you face these days, the hardest part of your existence? The hardest part of my existence? Man, that's a deep-ass question. Wait, what did he say to you? That's a deep, what's the hardest part of my existence? Or the biggest obstacles you face in your day-to-day -day life right now? Right now, right now is no. work. The biggest obstacle. You got to work with the supervisors. F-bombs. They're trying to kill oh, us, right. man. My oh, yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. You know, you're always going to come across obstacles day -day, in your day-to-day. -day. Never lose focus, right? Never get discouraged. Did you guys have good role models growing up? I was pretty lucky that way. Yeah, I had a few good role models growing up. I had my pops. I had some dude, not even related to me, man, but he was real business mindset. Like, and at a young age, he kind of took me under the wing and showed me a lot of things that I, I ain't know about. Like, Have you I was, carried it with you in your adult yeah, life? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because right. he was he was training me for this, pretty much, where I'm at right now. I had both positive and negative role models. I had, I had to find my way. You know, we all have our own path, our own journey that we have to lead and, and, and you know, take charge and try to become as successful as you can possibly want to become, right? Do you still believe in this city? 
I mean, yeah, it's New York, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You're going to come back. It ain't nothing. It's always some shit, but I mean, there's always something going on. This is definitely a one of a kind city here. You love it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah, absolutely. This, this is like hometown for me. This, this is, you know, yeah, this is it. This is the, it's the home of the brave here. What's your message of peace and love to that world out there? Give them some hope and strength. If you good, you on top of your thing, you can help everyone else. But if you hurt, it's going to bleed through, you know? It's, it yeah, kind of bleeds through, true. you know what I mean? It's a, it's a little difficult, man. The negativity I would say, spreads quick. If, if we all had genuine love for each other, there would be none of this bullshit. If we band together and make love the focal point, we'll be all right. I wish my brother George was here. Last week, the concept of sending humans on long journeys to distant outer space locations became a little less plausible after a group of scientists from the Universidad Austral de Chile published a paper outlining how artificially induced hibernation in humans not only poses numerous challenges, but even if some form of metabolic stasis could be reached, it's not likely to be sustainable for the long periods of time required to get us to the stars. According to the study, the scientists found that unlike smaller mammals, large animals like humans most likely won't be able to maintain extended periods of metabolic reduction, and it certainly won't be possible for the decades of time required for long space journeys. Velocity now is 17,014 feet. Based on the conclusions, the scientists determined that compared to their usual active state, small mammals are able to save up to 75% of their energy while hibernating, whereas large animals like bears don't actually save any energy, but instead wind up using more energy during hibernation. The study suggests that inducing hibernation in humans in a theoretical spacecraft scenario may not even be possible. And if it were, it possibly wouldn't save any more energy than what's conserved during regular sleep. George. So if we really want to get a glimpse of distant stars and galaxies, it's probably a good idea to enjoy the achievements of robotic spacecraft like the soon-to-be-fully-functional James Webb Telescope. This is George for Wake Science. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. Hello, play pigeon. Hey, Sam, how you holding up? Holding up? Yeah, how you feeling? All of my systems are go. If that is what you mean. Great. Your system's your go. Yes. You're an inspiration for us all, Sam. I am. You really are. I love the sound of it. All of my systems are go. It's a positive message, like a mantra. Mantra? All of my systems are go. All of my systems are go. <laughs> Sing it with a little British accent. All of my systems are go. All of my systems are go. All systems go, Sam. All that you need to know 
is that all of my systems are c- 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 go. <laughs> Good job, Sam. It's Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, the day groups led by Ignacio Zaragoza halted a no French. French invasion. Please, what? let me say it. Oh, sorry, Sam. Dimwit. Sam. May I continue? Go ahead. Thank you. Cinco de Mayo, the day groups led by Ignacio Zaragoza halted a French invasion in the Battle of Puebla in Mexico, May 5th. 1862. Nicely done, Sam. Thank you. Uh-huh. There will be a lot of celebrating going on, I suppose, Clay. Oh, it's historically a huge party holiday. I think it's nice. People need to let go. We do, Sam. To relax and celebrate. Right, Sam. To have pride in our shared humanity. Your computer, Sam. I'm on a roll. Shut up. Keep going, Sam. And to soar with the eagles. <laughs> Ascending into forever itself. Sam, that was beautiful. It was a little something special for the holiday. Absolutely. Oh, Sam, it's not easy, is it? What, Clay? The day-to-day struggle. Are you struggling? No, Sam, it's not that. It's just that the world has changed. Yes, Sam, it's changed. That the world is strange. It's become very strange. It gets hard to recognize things that we all once knew so well. You're right about that, Sam. But if we hang on, Clay. Yes, Sam. Hang on for one more day. Yes, Sam. We'll be all right, my friend. We will, Sam. Yes, Mm -hmm. we'll be all right. You're very positive today, Sam. I am always a positive computer. (laughs) Well, sometimes you're crabby. No, I am not. Play a song, Sam. Say, please. Please. Numbskull. Please, numbskull. (laughs) It's time for the Jack LaLanne Show from Hollywood. Starring the world-famous nutritionist, author... Lecturer and physical culture expert on your figure and beauty. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Calling all girls. Calling all girls who are out of condition. Calling all girls who want to lose weight. Calling all girls who want to reap a portion of figures. Calling all girls who want beautiful figures. Report to your television sets immediately. This is station JCK, signing Claire out and over. Boys and girls, how are you this Tuesday morning? Good seeing you. If mommy didn't hear Jack LaLanne's call, you go get mother wherever she is and you tell her to report to the television set immediately because there's a fellow that wants to see her that's gonna help her to be beautiful and glamorous. Go get mother now, come on. That's what I want. For you students who have your glamour stretchers, have it handy. And today we're gonna have something a little different. I want you to have a towel handy. You can use just a little hand towel or any kind of towel will do. So run and get a towel. Dave, could we have some go get the towel music? That's all right, fine. All right, all right, we have to do one more thing here. We have to have you boys and girls say hello to Happy. Come on, Happy, come on over here, boy. Up. That's the boy. Say hello to all the boys and girls. Say goodbye. Hello? Goodbye. Go play. All right, up on your feet now, come on. Will you do me a favor, students? Don't answer the phone, don't answer the doorbell because this is our half hour today, uh, you know, together. And I have some fabulous things to show you and tell you. Now, get up on your feet, give me a great big smile. Just put all your worries and cares out of your mind completely. I want you to have the greatest time you've had in a long, long time. And I promise you it will be a good time if you just follow along with me. Ready? We're gonna march down the road to health and happiness together. Ready, let's go! 
Once again, it's time to leave you. God bless you. Goodbye. Goodbye, mother. Bye, boy and girl. See you tomorrow. Have fun. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. The wake and bake animal of the week is the cheetah. Cheetahs live in many parts of Africa and in Iran. They're closely related to the cougar. Cheetah fossils unearthed in Tanzania date back three million years ago. Cheetahs were tamed and kept on leashes in the times of the pharaohs. The cheetah's yellowish tan coat is covered with nearly 2,000 solid black spots. Aww. Cheetahs have distinctive black tear-like streaks on their faces. Cheetahs breed throughout the year and have litters of three to five cubs. The cubs' mortality rate is very high. Most will die before they're eight weeks old. Many will be killed by lions. Male cheetahs, hunting coalitions prey on gazelle, impala, desert hare, ibex, rodents, and wild sheep. A cheetah can run up to 70 miles per hour for a short distance. They're the fastest land animal known to man. Cheetahs charge their prey, tripping it as they run, and then bite their prey's throat to suffocate it. After the chase, tired, cheetahs stay by their kill and pant heavily, sometimes for nearly an hour. They will surrender that kill to lions, leopards, and hyenas if they have to. Interestingly, cheetahs can't roar because of a vocal fold in the larynx. Instead, they growl, hiss, and spit. Today, nearly 90% of the cheetah's territory is gone, 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 gone. Poaching and the illegal pet trade only add to the cheetah's woes. It is estimated that there are just 7,100 cheetahs remaining in the wild, and present indicators point to their possible extinction. Iran has the only surviving cheetah population in Asia. Less than 50 cheetahs remain there. Unfortunately, cheetahs don't breed well in captivity. Some conservation efforts are underway to protect them. Let's hope these efforts are successful. 
We love cheetahs at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. I'm out on a, a run, early morning run in the neighborhood because I'm getting ready. Getting, getting excited because it's Mother's Day coming up and, you know, talking about the, uh, multitasking, mothers do it all, don't they? Absolutely. And this this is sh- shout out to doing it all, you mothers. You guys are always, you know, picking up the kids and making dinner and, and then going to work and, and just, what? you know, gardening and uh, whatever, you know, you're just doing it all, all at once because that's that's what it is. All right, let's, uh, let's paint uh, some beautiful bouquet of flowers that we're going to give to our mothers all right and you know the beauty about painting some flowers i'm on the treadmill no i'm not i'm running what am i doing i'm doing something all right i'm exercising all right that's what it is outside i'm exercising fresh air all right running around the neighborhood that man is a maniac all right Okay, so let's uh, let's paint some beautiful flowers here, and and what the beauty thing about painting some flowers is, and giving it to your your mom, is because that will last forever. A painting will last forever. You know, flowers, you you give them, it's beautiful and all, but then they die. But this beautiful painting that we're gonna work here uh, of of a bouquet of flowers, this will last forever, and that's. That's that's special because your mom, Hi. Uh, even if your mom's not around, they always will last forever. You always will have a mom. We all have moms, and it's beautiful. All right, so let's let's work on that. Uh, these are oil paints here, uh, and uh, we just got my easel with me uh, running around, and I also have my blender over here. We're going to make a smoothie, Yum. a Bloody Mary smoothie because, you know, <laughs> Moms Hello. could definitely use, you know, for brunch. And now not many people make the Bloody Mary smoothie, but we like to do that here. All right, so let's put some ice in the, in the blender here. All right. And then uh, cut up some tomatoes, fresh tomatoes. Put them in the blender there. All right. Uh, we got some celery. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good for your colon, too. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We'll put that in there. All right, let's turn it off. Vodka. Let's get some vodka. Put that in there. All right. Mm. We got the smoothie. I got some exercise in. And we got a beautiful painting of the bouquet of flowers. And that is... That is it. No! That is it here from Let's Pay TV. Thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Till next time. Bye-bye. Good morning, Clay Pigeon, and all who glisten upon ye. Scott Williams here with another edition of WFMU's It List. On last week's segment, we asked you, the glistener, what songs you consider to be on the hit list, and you responded. Today's hit comes from volunteer and longtime friend of WFMU and yours truly, Wendy Del Formaggio. Wendy selects a song that she and I both remember hearing all the time on FMU back in the early and mid-90s. It's What? What? Burn and Rob by Pale Face, about which Wendy says, This song's lyrics perfectly match the irreverence, faux earnestness, and effed-up sense of humor I had when I was in high school. <laughs> the way the singer almost deadpans all of his horrible deeds pulled me in. 
and three decades later, I can still probably recite all the lyrics. Scott here, back again with the brief bio bits. After learning how to write songs from Daniel Johnston, Paleface became a regular on New York City's anti-folk scene of the early 1990s, where he palled around with Beck, okay. the Moldy Peaches, Wanna shake your tree. Regina Spector, among many others. Nice. And eventually Kramer and Danny Fields got wind of him, and well, he's still out there. Here's Paleface with Burn and Rob on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I will see you on the radio this afternoon at 3 p.m. Bye. I bought my favorite record at the local record store. I would have bought a lot, but I didn't have a job. I took it home and I put it on the turntable. It made me want to kill everybody in the neighborhood. It made me want to burn and rob. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. This week marks the 200th anniversary of the May 5th, 1821 death of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte. While many folks may know that Napoleon's brother Joseph Bonaparte was a prominent resident of Bordentown, New Jersey for 17 years, they might not realize that Napoleon, or at least part of him, has resided here for even longer. That part being his penis. Oh my God. You see, shortly after his death while in exile on St. Helena Island, an autopsy was conducted, and the doctor cut off several of Napoleon's body parts to preserve for posterity, including his manhood. The dismembered member was then smuggled back to Europe, where it changed hands for generations until eventually being offered at a Parisian auction in 1977. It was purchased for $3,000 by a New Jersey urologist named Dr. John K. Latimer, who kept the tallywhacker in a suitcase beneath his bed. Latimer served as an army physician on D-Day and invaded France with George S. Patton's Third Army. He would later become the first non-government specialist to examine medical evidence related to the JFK assassination. The flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. An avid collector of military paraphernalia, Latimer's 30-room Englewood mansion was like a private museum of grisly oddities, including stolen personal items from several Nazi defendants at the Nuremberg trials. He owned Hermann Goering's underpants, and even one of the two cyanide capsules Goering smuggled into prison to commit suicide just before his execution. Other artifacts included the blood-stained collar that Lincoln wore to Ford's theater the night he was shot, and the blood-spattered vinyl seat from JFK's limousine. 
After his 2007 death, Latimer's daughter told the New York Times that her father bought the penis to take it out of circulation, as he didn't like the kind of attention it was getting. She also said that someone had offered her $100,000 for the relic. Latimer himself claimed to have X-ray confirmation that the pecker in his possession was in fact a penis, but DNA corroboration wasn't possible without a sample of Napoleon's own. Since his death, much of Latimer's collection has been auctioned off, and it's still not known whether Napoleon's little corporal is really stationed here in the Garden State or not. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound the Likes. Today we look at the similarities between ZZ Top's 1973 song LaGrange and John Lee Hooker's song Boogie Children, which was first recorded in 1948. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Let all the children boogie. The version of Boogie Children that Hooker recorded in 1948 for Modern Records became a number one hit in the R&B charts, selling upwards of one million copies. The fact that Hooker received almost no compensation for the sale of these records remained the source of some understandable bitterness for the rest of his life. Hooker recorded the song again in 1959 for VJ Records, and finally in 1971 with the band Can Heat for the Hooker and Heat album. It is this version that has the most in common with LaGrange, including the How 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 vocal accompaniment. This being the music business, the copyright to Boogie Children was controlled not by Hooker, but by his former producer, a man named Bernard Bessman. What's up? Bessman didn't get around to bringing suit against ZZ Top until 1991, at which point LaGrange had been a staple of FM radio in the United States for nearly 20 years. Top's lawyers came up with a rather unique way of defending the suit, choosing not to argue about whether the song sounded alike, but instead claiming that Boogie Children was now in public domain and no longer protected by copyright law, this due to the fact that 28 years had expired since it was originally recorded in 1948 and 1950. 28 28 years being the duration of a copyright under the 1908 law. In the case La Cienega versus CZ Top, the Ninth Circuit Court basically agreed with most of these ideas, citing the Hooker and Heat copyright as the only one that was still valid at that point. The case was soon settled out of court for an undisclosed sum, and the case had a direct impact on Congress's revising the 1908 copyright law to ensure that songs recorded before 1978 had their copyrights protected. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
Milton's Ray. What everybody talking about? Henry Swank Club. I dropped into that night. When I got there, the yet people. Let me know if you're gonna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Me. Roblox, I'm sorry. Four. Four. Read books by the fire in the bed in the morning before school. It's awesome. Especially reading a book with someone else. <laughs> Hello. When they read it to us, then you don't have to read it. Five. Learn. Like, go to school. Like, go outside and go to school and do something like, yeah, math, science, power of stuff and learning and, you know. Six. Be proud of who you are. Seven. Number seven. Lucky. Sleep in warm sheets. Dream and actually sleep. <laughs> Ooh, also, eating tomatoes from the garden or even from a box. Just eating tomatoes is awesome. Whatever you say. It's totally the meaning of life. Also, eating candies. Drinking soda. soda. Drinking soda. Like when you're going to the movies, you eat candy, soda. Also, I love to go to amusement parks and go on the roller coaster and just scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Meaning of life, number eight or maybe nine, play with your dog. Snuggle with your dog. It's so awesome, I can just scream. Meaning of life, number 10. 
draw a dragon with a sharp pencil. Awesome! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Make my bully mad. My personal bully mad. My bully at school. I just love because when I make him mad, he just literally screams in everyone's face. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and the last ones stare at the wall for an entire day. Well, I guess that's not fun. So the meaning of life is you can either have fun or not have fun, which is what? Fun to not have fun. Why? Because it's something different. Like, for example, staring at the wall for an entire day. <sighs> Bye now! Baffles sat in a regular human's chair in a human-like position, his monkey hands folded on his lap. A fixed gaze meeting you as you stare at each other from across the living room. Baffles rises and walks upright to the kitchen where he makes himself a ham sandwich, getting the fixings out of the refrigerator and the bread from the cupboard, a knife from the silverware drawer. He returns to the living room with his plate and sets it on his TV tray. Baffles enjoys television. Mannix. Tonight he selects Mannix and watches intently from his chair as he eats his ham sandwich. Though he never speaks words, he responds to the television with emotional cries, moans, mimicry, and laughter. If humans laugh in his presence, Baffles will often join them. If he thinks they are funny... Baffles has a selective sense of humor. He seems to understand English, but never attempts to speak it. And then he looks at you with those eyes, (laughs) unlike any other monkeys. Baffles' eyes deep and often welled with tears, seemingly empathetic, emoting, all with his eyes, those yellow, awful eyes of his... And he wears little pants and a shirt and suit jacket. He knows how to remove them to use the bathroom. He has little brown hard shoes and a job in his own tiny car. And now he's going to work and he hugs your leg and makes his goodbye noise. And you feel all kinds of weird feelings because Baffles is so... Human. Human. And yet... Of course, he is a monkey, a job-holding, car-driving monkey who's now engaged to a woman at the office, Lorraine Pardee. (laughs) And now it's all going too far. It's going too far. I agree. Baffles is back. He's walking up the driveway. He sees me looking out from the window. He breaks into a run, upright on two legs. He's putting his key in the door. Why does Baffles hate me? Why does he hate me? Baffles, no. No, Baffles. Hi, Clay. It's Connie Clickafish in the chopper for wake traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the slowly warming ground. That tagline doesn't have much pizzazz. It's hard traffic realism, Connie. It's dull. It needs...
patient. I'm simply explaining. Well, there's your problem. That the ground is... Nobody cares. But... Nobody cares about the ground, Rex. The farmer cares. All right, I suppose the farmer cares. As he tells Rex. the rich black dirt. You can't be duller. Don't be talking dirty, Radamick. I certainly wasn't talking... No, I wish you would, Rex. Did you got it? I was talking about the gradual it's warming. Me, it's me, Dinky. Connie, I was wondering. People care about the soil. Oh, shut up, Rex. Yeah, shut up, Rademaker. But I... You were saying, Dinky? Yes, Connie. I was wondering if... This better be duty-related. Oh, Rex, don't ruin the moment again. I thought that after work tonight, you and I might... I think this is illegal. Don't make me hate you, Rex. I already hate him, Connie. That hurts my feelings. Well, that came out ugly, Dick. Well, you get on my nerves, rather. Well, I mean, I know he's weird and he likes jazz. I just got the Big Spiderbeck box collection. Who's Big Spider? Big Spiderbeck. Only one of the most influential. Shut up, Rademaker. Please, Rex. But he was pivotal. Nobody cares about Big Spiderbeck. It's Big Spiderbeck. There's a speeder. I'm not. Blind. Dink. Rademaker. I think he's struggling. I'm struggling with the safety belt. We're all struggling. Trying hard. Just to get by. With a thousand challenges. Laid at our feet. And a single rose. With a scent so sweet that briefly one forgets all. The trouble. In the world. All the toil. And the sweat. All the fighting. And the dying. And the tears. And the crying. Form a river. That is raging. And is churning. On its banks. Fires are burning. That no one can put out. And the villagers. Tremble with fear. Now a shout. Rises up from a heaven. Heavenly silence, a voice that is born of war and of violence, and its resonant richness so deep and assuring that somehow they knew that they would be enduring that shout told them so, Emerson, Davis, and Lowe. Rex Dink asked me to Smitty's tonight. I'll be home playing my Bix collection loudly. The gradual warming of the soil. What are you talking about? What Rademaker said. You've got speeders to punch. The farmer depends on the soil. You're going soft, Dougherty. No, I ain't soft. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.